You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 272. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan and we're going to continue the arc of the hell of a Halloween by talking about the Mox Cannon. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? whole ton is going down. We're going to continue our Halloween arc by talking about a semi-scary tribe boogeymander almost CDH list. Mm-hmm. We got some people to thank. Some story. Yeah, we're, we're up in our game today, baby. We're up in it. We're up in it. We're not just a jank $50 budget podcast <laughs> here in the nation. Not, <laughs> oh, not, not today. today. Not today. But before we get to any of that, we have to thank our official sponsors, FusionGamingOnline.com. Your source for all your gaming needs. The business daddies, as it were. Business daddies. And here's the thing. So if you're watching the pre-show yesterday, and you should because you can win free booster packs. But and it's you, fun. And it's fun, yeah. If you weren't, though, we were talking about Crab Tribal. We were. And if that idea comes to fruition, mm-hmm. I'm going to need to go to FusionGamingOnline.com. Oh, solid, yeah. Use CCO Fusion 5 promo code. Get 5% Ooh. off all of my jank crabs that I order. Are you going to order just the jank ones? You're going to get the good ones too. There's like two good ones, right? There's two good crabs. Well, I have one of the good ones for sure already. Cherix, the big one. Yeah. yeah, Is that one that you were thinking of? Oh, no. I was thinking Hedron and Ruin. Oh. Those are the two good crabs, I think. Uh, Well, I would have to run them because they're crabs and they're low cost and and they would help make the deck efficient. So I would, yes, I would have to get those. Okay. Do you have them already? I've I've got a Ruin crab in my in my Bruvac deck, yeah. I do have one. All right. But I would need another one because that guy's staying in Bruvac. Yeah, he's probably better in Bruvac than Crab Tribal, but... Yeah, he's better. I don't got no fetch lands in Bruvac, though. So he, he gets even better with... Oh, yeah. Anyways, CCO Fusion 5 <laughs> cards I'm going to buy anyways. I'm going to get them there. I'm going to save 5%. Oh, man. I made... Speaking of saving 5%, here's something you can save 5% on, everybody. Here, so you got it. Got it. Oh, yeah. Accidentally foiled out Omnath. Except for two cards. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Except for two cards. You know when Omnath's getting talked about getting oh, foils. Shit. So I got my very first ever. Uh-oh. First ever foil. Green three, play land off the top of your library. I can't even say it out loud because I can't think of the name. Oracle of Maldaya? Oracle <laughs> totally of Maldaya. totally forgot it. I own my very first foil, Oracle of Maldaya. Taking Omnath, accidentally foiled Omnath. To only one card that's Ooh. foilable that, that, that isn't foiled yet. That's got to be an expensive-ass card. You have a Maya Coast. Or you have my Hollow. You have a Maya Hollow. Oh. Mother ass. That's good. good. That, no, no. That's like 600 bucks, yeah, isn't I'll, it? I'll just cut it. I'll just. I'll, I'll cut it and play a four. I'll literally take the card out of a sleeve and I'll cut it in half with scissors and I won't run it in my deck anymore. Sure. You know what's out of the deck? What do I need it for? <laughs> what am I going to do with it? it? But yeah, so it. you can save 5% on all your jank. Or 5% on all of your, like, it hurts tribal foils. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I let let it slip a secret on the Discord the other day. Uh Uh-oh. Discord, one of the benefits of becoming a patron, I let slip that when you open up your collector boosters, 
when you open up your collector boosters on Brando Does Stuff, you just immediately trade in all the stuff to get store credit back. Yes. <laughs> While the prices are still high. So you can just keep playing like the the air quotes, the booster box. So I can keep get playing. Get fucked game. Yes. So I can keep getting wrecked. And like the LGS knows that I'm doing that. So typically they'll just open less product and take mine in and then sell the sealed stuff. <laughs> You're stocking a whole store. Well, I mean, right? Like, uh, yeah. I keep what I want, and what I want isn't always the high end shit. So that's kind of how I yeah. I keep that going. So I don't have to keep like going into my own pocket for, or uh, selling my stuff. Yes, right. I had a pretty good run, and then Midnight Hunt ruined it for me. I hadn't paid full price for a booster box in months because of that, and then in months, you, and and you months worth of buying new sets must have been like. 15 sets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since um, Time Spiral. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went from Time Spiral until into the pretty good. Like, yeah, didn't, didn't good pay run. retail for a long time, and then Midnight Hunt just fucking shit on me. Yes. Just a huge wad of crap in a gift box. And I was like, oh. Damn oh. it. Well, is there any Midnight Hunt cards in today's deck for anybody who's who's new to the show we uh talk about lots of stuff that isn't magic right off the start but we are going to mention that we're doing muxus goblin grandee or muxo man goblin savage as i like to call him that's what the oh yeah thing was about yes on the pre-show yesterday yeah so give him a read and then we'll we'll uh we'll talk about uh some magic stuff i guess muxo man goblin savage is a legendary creature goblin noble four four for red red four so immediately you know it's good because it's my favorite mana cost when muxo man enters the battlefield reveal the top six cards of your library put all goblin creature cards with converted mana cost five or less from among them into play and the rest in your bottom of your library in random order Whenever Muxoman attacks, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn for each other goblin you control. Oh. I don't even know what that card does still. So you're going to have to explain it. You're going to have to explain it as we go through the deck because there is an element of goblin tribal to the deck. Mm -hmm. But there's also a very stout combo. Mm -hmm. And we're upping our game to do, I'll say just sub CEDH. This is knocking on the floorboards of of CEDH. I think I don't know if I could push it all the way into CEDH territory with I, some cuts, but I could add some draws. I could take out a couple of pet cards. Yep, for more efficient stuff. So I I could probably turn this into a if you want to go back in the day to the numbered system. This could be a nine. A nine, yeah. I think this I could, could be nine this. this could be tier one point five if you want to go back even farther. It could be right? fr- it could be fringe, fringe CEDH if you want to use a term of old again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, you cut you cut some pet cards. You put in stuff like a braid, card draw, pyroblast, red elemental blast, some protection for the counter spells that might end up countering your six drop commander. I'm playing both of those red blasts, by the way. Oh, are you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get, get into that. it in a sec. The questions or, or the stuff that we wanted to cover on this is, or, or the reason, I guess, that it's part of Ark of a Hell of a Halloween is because the tribe goblins, which this deck can represent, is kind of spooky, kind of Halloween-y. You can be a goblin on Halloween. I'm thinking yeah. of the Leprechaun movie, even though he's not he's a leprechaun. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of a goblin. Is there goblin spooky Halloween movies? I'm sure that there is. I mean, gremlins are essentially goblins. Okay. Isn't that a Christmas movie? 
I'm going to hear it in the comments <laughs> for that, aren't I? <laughs> it, it is a Christmas movie in the same way that Batman Returns or Die Hard is a Christmas movie. In ah. that they are movies that happen at Christmas, and thus they have been adopted into the lexicon of Christmas movies, and that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is a Halloween deck then, for the same fucking reason. Yeah. There we go. Uh, Goblin, the band Goblin, did all the music for Suspiria, the original one. That's a horror movie. Hey. And if you haven't seen it, it's very good. The the new <laughs> that sounds like we're stretching a little bit. No, it, it's a, it's a cult classic. It's a really good show, uh, and they have a modern day remake that came out in like 2018. That's easier to follow, but less pretty to look at. Ah, that's what made the first one so cool. Is like it was, like they lit everything really like neat, and they told you what was happening in the scene with what colors everything was. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. cool. Very cool to watch. Yeah, very I like that. Very that classic. Way. Yeah. Classic when film first went into color and they could start to use color to help tell the story. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah very, very artistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Plays on emotions a little bit more. Somebody's mad and it turns red. Wah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. and out, we're featuring the deck too because this is a boogeymander. Yep. I, I think it's a boogeymander because it is combo- but yeah. it could just be Goblin Tribal, right? Yeah, and mine and, is both. And then if it's if it's just Goblin Tribal, how come you're not playing the best one, Cranko? Right? Yeah. So if you need more information on Boogie Mandarin, Boogie Manders, yeah. you check out CCO's Top 5 and 5 from a few months back where we actually define it. And uh, you can watch that show too. It'll, I'll put a link, a link to it or whatever on the on the top corner here. Of, on YouTube? Yes. Where you should be watching because you're listening show anyway yes and if you subscribe you can get entered in to win our giveaways oh the giveaways are so good the new giveaways because we can see new subscribers since the giveaway started we entered the subscribers on youtube into our secret layer giveaways and we still have more of those even though the one we're going to do on tomorrow's show which is technically today which for you guys is technically the day before the day before yesterday so it it Chronologically, that makes sense. Math checks out. Absolutely, it does. Uh, uh, layman's terms, we're giving away the secret layers on tomorrow's bonus episode. Yes. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yes, and we're gonna, we are gonna—we have more coming up, so new subscribers now will get entered into the next one, and you still have chances, and it helps the show grow, which is always fun. Yeah, very much so. Okay, couple couple items of biznatch. Biznatch. Yes, we talked about muxes. Stay tuned. We're going to get to the deck tech in a couple minutes. I got a quick story, quick shout out story that happened at EDH and M. Oh, I love EDH&M. Shout out to uh, new. I was calling friend of the show, new to Saskatchewan, Saskatoon. His name's Tim. Played, Tim played a couple games with him. My Averna Super Friends deck popped right mother ass off. Sick. Yes, like. Contagion Engine and Karn's Bastion, the Proliferate Land, Mm -hmm. and a few Planeswalkers, and Vornklex, Voice of Hunger. So whenever you proliferate, you double proliferate, and then you double proliferate again, then you double proliferate again with the land. Yeah. I could have, but I missed the line of play, but I still ended up winning. I could have taken a Jace the Mind Sculptor from 3 to 14 in one turn, (laughs) and then I Mind Sculpted a guy. And then I had a wall of blockers and he had a wall of death touchers, right? Yeah. And he was at seven. So oh, I could have played it out and just pinged him because I had a pinger, but I didn't. I go next turn. I could have went from two all the way up to 12 again and mind sculpted him again when he had no cards in hand. <laughs> 
and I would have mind sculpted his five card library into exile, and then his zero card hand would have been his library. I could wow. have mind sculpted him again and passed the turn and said go. I could have done it, but I missed that play. Ooh. So instead, I just kept my wall of blockers and I was pinging him each turn. And he had either five turns to try and win mm-hmm. with what was in his hand, now his library, or six turns to win from pinging if he could get something back onto the top of his library. And Dang. he was like, oh, fuck, I guess I should just concede. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, uh, it's Jace the Mind Sculptor, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was ac- That actually leads into a question that I was going to ask you oh, hold, and more hold, specifically the listeners. But quick, we'll, okay. quick, quick aside. Okay. If anybody's interested in the Averna Super Friends deck, it is a deck that we've done on the show. I'll put a link in the, in the cards up here as well. You can go back and watch that show and, and hear about it's Teamer, Cascade, Super Friends, and it's fucking cool. It's pretty neat. It's yeah. a cool deck. Anyways, okay. So that actually made me think of something that happened to me last night. Uh-huh. Where, like, all of the cards were just sort of happening. You know, have you ever had a night? And and this is down in the comments, wherever you're watching this. Have you ever had a night where like you just your opening hand is just so good, just clicks, and your your decks just, you know what I mean? You like, sneak all the hands you draw. Yeah, and you you feel like you're almost cheating because it's like what. How? Like, as an example, out of desperation <laughs> to keep myself into a game, like, and this is like the difference between me just absolutely falling behind and losing. Yeah. I rich card expertised for one card on the off chance that I would draw the one card that would get me back into the game. And, and, did? and I did it. No. Yes. Oh, that's cool. And, and like that was my whole night. And I'm assuming like other people must have had nights like that. And it looked like I'm blowing these people that I'm playing out and I'm being I'm like pub stomping everybody. But people are like, no, like he's just he's the luckiest piece of shit I've ever you, seen. You played card on turn one, turn two, turn three, turn four, turn five, turn two. Never miss a land drop. Yeah. So like your best the cards just fall where they may stories. Like I want to hear them now. Because after yeah. after my experience and hearing what happened to you, like there's got to be some cool ass stories out there, yeah. man, and I want to know them. Those those are the, cool. those are the kinds of stories that you get like a huge influx of when you go to a big event like Vegas at the yeah. end of the month. You get an influx of those because you're surrounded by so many people playing so much Magic that something ends up happening like like that to it's somebody. Insane, yeah. That's just around you, so you just hear these great stories. Yeah, T- totally fun. So people have them, and and we want them, man. Like I, yeah, I'm very interested to hear. So by all means, please, if you have a few minutes, down in the comments. Okay, two more items of biznatch. One really quick one right yeah. here. Peep this. Last week's winner for guessing Kazool, Tyrant of the Cliffs. Solid guess. Yes, they yeah they they got it. This is totally real name from YouTube. Wicked Tron, but all of the spelling is really weird. So you got to watch on YouTube. Editor Joe Mama will have the name of the winner on the bottom. CommanderCookit at gmail.com. You hit us up. You let us know your address. We'll send you your free stinky old booster pack. Yes. That's the first item. Those are true things. Second item. Second. We've got a couple patrons to thank. Let's do it. To air quotes. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the FU is part of the benefits, the Discord access, maybe a Brando proxy or token altar, Ooh. maybe some CCO stickers. We'll hit you uh, with uh, whatever you let us know that you want. First patron. Hit him. First patron. Nick Handman. That's kind of a weird, it kind of reminds me of like Handyman. Dick Hand. 
Well, man. no, it reminds me of it reminds me of the episode of Trailer Park Boys where where Bubbles tells Ricky that he should be a handyman, and then Ricky's like, "I don't want to go around giving people handies." Called <laughs> <laughs> Nick Handyman. Nick Handy, as in, as in handy. Yes, Nick oh. gives handies. Yes. Yes. Or, or or Dick Handy, one of the two. Oh, Dick Handy. Yeah, Dick Handy. Yeah, because it rhymes. Yeah, rhyming is almost as funny as alliteration. In, Correct. In CCO Nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. we have a high brow uh, sense of humor around here. Oh, our brows are so high they're on the back of our heads. That's right. They're like they look like they're in the regular places, but they're actually so high they've gone all the way around and have come back up. Yes, mm-hmm. our brows are so <laughs> our brows are so high they think they're first, <laughs> or so low they think they're high. They're so low that they've come around the top of our head. <laughs> That's how high they are. But they haven't made it all the way down yet, so they're up here. And we'll allow you guys to judge. Yeah. Okay, yeah. next next patron. Hit next pa- I got the sinky chair today, too. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm hurting here. This is a local. Oh, a shit. A local, and I sent him a thank you because his, his name that he uses on, like, Facebook and online, not his real first name. So when I seen the different name on Patreon, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> so, and he's got a pseudonym. So you know what that means. Real name. He needs a he needs a real name or a Lord of the Rings name because this sounds like a Lord of the Rings name. Okay. Big shout out to F U to Morgarth. Doesn't that sound that sounds like Morgoth, the big bad guy. Morgoth? Morgarth. Morgarth. Morgarth? Morgarth. Party on Wayne. <laughs> Party on Morgarth. <laughs> Do we just call him Party on Morgarth? Yes. And not even give him a real name? Party on Morgarth. I like it. Party on Morgarth. And if you put the different emphasis on a different syllable, it's like Party on Morgarth, as if he is a planet and he's going to go there and party. That sounds like a planet on some sci-fi IP. Like on Dune or something. Yeah. Yeah. You going to see Dune? No. No? No. I think I'm going to see it. It's, uh, what's, what's the guy that does it? Same guy that did Blade Runner 2049? I didn't um, like Blade Runner 2049. What? No. You wanted comments on on stories? You're going to get comments on people fucking hating on you because you said that you didn't like Blade Runner 2049. It was totally unnecessary. What's that guy's name? It's like Villeneuve? Villain, Villanueva? No, that was a football player. Yeah, I don't care what his name was. He makes. He's Canadian. He makes long, boring movies. With the soundtrack that sounds like this. Yeah, he lifted that whole soundtrack directly from Inception. And, he kind of did. And then the movie was kind of ho-hum, I thought. I really did. I thought it was... Very visually stunning, though. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Just like Suspiria. There and it is. We've come full circle. There we go. Now, we've done the business. Business. We've thanked the patrons. We have. We th- thanked them. Yes. <laughs> we've told people to fucking subscribe. We did. Should we do some some Goblin grandying? Let's do that. All right. So, we're switching from Cinematic Cookout Podcast... Good call. Yeah, from one CCO <laughs> to the other CCO. We've got Muxus. You played Muxus recently on stream. I did. I played it with the guys on Mental Misplay. Yeah. Uh, big is, thanks to Alan for having me. Yeah. They are a high power slash CDH stream. I highly recommend checking them out. They're lots of fun. Really good guys. Uh, they they rock the fetishized turn zero conversation pretty hard but I didn't mind and I think that it actually did lead to us all having uh, really great games and they were the first stream I've been on that really made a point to do the the aftercare conversation at the end where it's like hey here's what we talked about here's what we did did we all have fun I, I liked that you know what I, like I, that. I almost I almost like 
I, I would almost like to see content like that where where you almost do an interview style post game. If you cool. had makeup skills, you could do it where like the guys that lost all have like a fat lip and a black eye. Oh, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Big yeah, yeah. Shiner and a lump on their head yeah. with a bandaid on it, like Rocky. I actually just thought of a. I actually, when you said uh, fetishized Rule Zero conversation, I actually just thought of another. The next CCO T-shirt. The next next CCO T-shirt because we have some plans. <laughs> we do. We have some plans. Anyways, and anyhow, anyhow. Yeah, we're we're talking about CEDH and and mental misplay, and that's great that you were there, and that's a great stream, and I like those guys, and they got fucking bang on all of their all of their marketing material, like their logo and oh, all yeah. of the stuff that they. This is our stream. All their graphics and shit on point. So uh, cool. I like that shit. Yeah. This deck, I think is fringe CEDH because of the speed that it could go at. Yeah, this when I say sometimes on the show how fast your deck can go isn't as fast as your deck actually goes. Yes. This is the deck that's in my brain because it does have a turn one in it yep. that isn't out of the realm of possibility. And it does typically win on turn four or five unless you're just drawing duds. Yeah, okay. Well, here's the thing. I, a couple couple weeks back, I guess, on Commander Ad Populum, I did a piece on that because you sparked that in my mind, yeah. how fast it does go versus how fast it can go and the the difference in th- those numbers of turns, right? Right. And when those two things approach each other is when you have like a... I'll, I'll use the word competitive deck. Sure. This deck can kill you on turn three or four. And it does kill you on turn three or four. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or or it can kill you on turn one, and it does kill you on turn three. That's what my Animar deck can do. It yeah. can kill you that early, and it does kill you also really fucking early. Yeah. Versus, versus something like a deck that can kill you on turn two or three. It has a combo in it, but it normally kills you on turn 9 or 10 or 15, like a normal EDH game. Exactly. We say, like, game's got to end, so you have the combo in there, but no way to find it. Versus something that is all the way on the casual end of the spectrum that can kill you on by turn 10 or 11 and does kill you by turn 11 or 12, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right? Like my Averna Super Friends deck. Yeah. I can't really kill you until I land an Apex Devastator, and that's a 10 drop. Yes. (laughs) Right? So this deck does that by playing mux level lands and what's what do you what do you what do you got the the mana rock section labeled as what's it called mux speed mux speed yes that's like mock speed except mux yes i got it <laughs> okay so let's read some mux speed cuz some people are going to recognize these as cedh staples and some of them are like just mono red like Go fast, good stuff. Okay, so we've okay. got a, we got a Sol Ring. Of course. We have a Skirk Prospector. Skirk Prossy P. I don't know. Sacrifice a Goblin, get a red. Mox Opal. Zero drop gives you mana. Mox Diamond. Zero drop gives you mana. Moon Silver Key. Moon Silver Key, brand yeah. new. There's the, there's the Midnight Hunt card. Yeah, this is, a, this is a two drop. One, tap, sacrifice it. Search your library for an artifact card with a mana ability or a basic land. So you spend three, and you probably get something that gives you two or three mana, so you can immediately make back on your investment. Correct. Like a Lion's Eye Diamond. Or a Commander Lotus. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. that's Fuck yeah, those will yeah. do it. Yeah, man. Mana Vault. 
mana vault gives you gives you th- well gives you three. Well, you got to spend one. Though. You got to spend one. That's fine. Mana crypt. It's free. Gives you two. Lion's eye diamond. That is combo card. Yep. Black lotus, but you got to discard your hand. Yes. So zero drop. Tap sack. Get three mana of any one color. Discard your hand. Correct. Yeah. Jeweled lotus. Sack. Get three mana. You can only spend your commander. Dockside extortionist. Staple of the format. Uh, possible to get banned at our next uh, abandoned commander ban thing, you think? Uh, part of me feels like probably. Part of me hopes not because, I don't know, I like it. It's one of the cards that isn't painted in Animar, and it, it's also in Zada. And you could make a point that games, whether you're playing it or playing against it, warp around Dockside Extortionist because nobody plays it fairly. And that was the reason that Primeval Titan was banned. Yeah. So so we'll we'll see how she goes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Diamond Lion. We did. Oh, we didn't say what it does for anybody oh, yeah. who doesn't know. Enters the battlefield, gives you treasure equal to the amount of artifacts and fucking enchantments. And that, and and that your opponents control. Both. Yes. Yes. And he costs two. And he's a goblin. Yes. All all things in his favor. Yes. Diamond Lion. Diamond Lion is kind of the weakest card in this section, isn't it? Yes. This could be a fire diamond. No. No. You. You. you I know. I know. Get that you the don't fuck out of here. This could be a. Ruby medallion. Ruby medallion. Yeah. But this is tap, discard your hand, sacrifice, get three mana. Yeah. It's a two, two for two. That's a lion's eye diamond. That's fine. Chrome mox. It's a zero drop that gives you mana. Brightstone ritual. Hey, do you have an extra foil of this? Brightstone ritual? Yeah. Uh, maybe. I, I need one. Hypothetically, I do. Hypothetically, you do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is red, instant. Get red for each goblin you have. Oh, baby. Yeah, no. that gives me lots of mana. X goblins in play. So if you have a goblin, oh, they count. Because I'm playing Dockside Extortionist too. That's right. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's how we go fast. There's also the Mux level lands, and a bunch of them are either kind of control, card draw, or double lands. Like I'm looking at Ancient Tomb. I'm looking at uh, like... Treasure Vault gives you mana. War Room draws you cards. Wasteland controls. And then you've got like Ghost Quarter. Do you got a Strip Mine in there? Uh, I haven't got an additional foil Strip Mine. Oh. And again, this is another part of No Red Deck Left Behind. So It's all foil. you got to get them yeah. Got get them foil Strip Mines. Yeah, foil Strip Mines aren't growing on trees, Ryan. No. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> no, 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 no. But uh, yeah, Castle Embereth and Den of the Bugbear and stuff. So you got some other utility lands that could maybe turn into a Goblin, for example. Yes. Okay. What are we doing with the deck though? Like, what is it? Should we should we just go to what you call Mux Cannon and explain how it works? Because this is the reason you play the deck, right? Yes, the Mux Cannon is the I like to call it Mono Red Doomsday because you're kind of making a Doomsday pile on the top of your deck. That's a good way to think about it. Utilizing Muxus to get that into play as fast as possible. Yes, the Mux Cannon is. In the the deck, there's nine cards in it. Three of them aren't technically cards you're going to get into play, but they are cards you're going to find with one of the cards. Sure. So we're going to start with Goblin Recruiter. That searches your library for any number of goblins and puts them on top of your library in whatever order you want. Correct. You get six of them, right? Yep, you're going to get six of them off of Muxus. Muxus reveals six, and you get all of them onto the battlefield when you cast Muxus after Goblin Recruiter. Yes. All and, six of them. And we'll go in the order that you're going to flip them over. Sure. Let's do, let's do it like that. 
First one, Siege Gang Commander. Siege Gang Commander, five drop gives you extra uh, extra three goblins when it ETBs? That's right. And you can sack a goblin and it deals two damage. Sure, don't care. Cranko Mob Boss. Cranko Mob Boss, tap, you get a goblin for each goblin you control. At this point, we would get, we would have Muxus, mm -hmm. we would have Goblin Recruiter, we'd have Siege Gang, and we would have three guys, and we would have Cranko. So we would tap Cranko, provided he has haste, and he fucking will, mm -hmm. to get seven extra goblins, upping our goblin count to 14 at this point. Yes. If we didn't have any other goblins, we would have 14 at this point. Right. But wait, there's more. Oh, there is more. Goblin Trash Master. Goblin T Master. What? I don't remember what this one does. It's a 3-3 three, three for four. Other goblins you control get plus one, plus one, and you can sack a goblin to destroy an artifact. Sure. That's a protection type thing, I think, right? Yes. It, it's to make your mox cannon do more damage on the off chance somebody does something to interrupt you. Okay. Then you get a goblin lookout. That is tap, sacrifice a goblin. All goblins get plus two, plus zero until end of turn. Another one that just gives you more damage, but isn't actually required to do what we're going to do. Correct. The, okay. the, the whole top, like, five cards that you're going to get are backups in case somebody interrupts our combo. Okay. Because they're going to give you a way to kill the whole table, even if somebody interrupts the combo. Yeah. Goblin Chieftain. Haste and other goblins get plus one, plus one and have haste. That's how you tap your Cranko to get 20 whatever goblins that are all going to have five or six power. I actually did the math coming in. It's 22 goblins. Okay. If you do the whole Mox Cannon business, get your combo interrupted, tap Cranko and go to the attack plan, you have 22 goblins, which works out to about 115 damage to spread amongst the table, plus a Cranko or a Muxus that's going to swing in for 26 commander damage. Oh, I was going to say, well, you can kill two people, three people, provided anybody has been chipped in at yes. and or have chipped in themselves with something like fetch lands or what have yous and are five life in the hole. You could kill. But if yeah. you have Muxus also doing commander damage yeah. and there's no blocks, they just die. They just eat it. Or if they have a mountain, you could, instead of getting the trash master, you could get a goblin king to give him mountain walk. Yep. So there's... And there's don't some... and don't forget, kids, don't forget volcanic islands and <laughs> badlands and taigas are all mountains. Yes. And the last and possibly most important to the turn one win combo goblin is conspicuous snoop give him a read conspicuous snoop is a 2-2 for red red play with the top card of your library revealed you may cast goblin spells from the top of your library as long as the top card of your library is a goblin conspicuous snoop has all activated abilities of that card so how do you win with that you didn't actually read one of them you read you yep. missed kiki jiki kiki jiki <laughs> is the because kiki jiki is the seventh card in your recruiter Oh! Pile. You're going to get all six of the cards we just read. Yes! Then the card you're going to flip over is going to be Kiki Jiki Mirror Breaker, which is a... It's a 2-2 with haste. But it most importantly, it has tap, create a token that's a copy of target non-legendary creature you control, except it has haste. So you use your Conspicuous Snoop to make a copy of your Conspicuous Snoop to make another copy of Conspicuous Snoop yep. to make another copy, etc. ad nauseum until you have... 87 million tapped conspicuous snoops and one untapped one. Then you make another goblin recruiter. Yep. And you put a Mog Fanatic on top of your library with that one. And Mog Fanatic is a 1-1 one, one for 1 that allows you to sack it to do 1 damage to target thing. And you have 86 million conspicuous snoops that now have sacrifice deal 1 damage to something. Correct. So you just kill everybody. By sacrificing goblins to do one damage to them.
Ah. Yeah. So that. if somebody tries to kill your Snoop, you have attack damage, commander damage backup. If somebody tries to kill your haste enabler, it doesn't matter because you still have your Snoop combo. So it's very resilient once it's happening. Once it's happening. Yes, it takes multiple instances of removal to kind of interact with it. And based on, we're going to read some other goblins here in a little bit, where some of them can even help you make that harder for your opponents too. And it all they all enter the battlefield at one time. Yep. Not like when you cascade proper, where the thing that you cascade into will resolve an ETB first, right. and then the next cascade thing down the chain will resolve and enter the battlefield or resolve and go to the graveyard. Right. This just happens. Yeah. You cascade the top six, and they all cost less than Muxus. That's right. You just get them. Correct. Yep. It's incredible. That is pretty cool. Anybody who looks at Muxus and thinks, ah, oh, he's not even that good, you read him again. And then play a game against him, and you'll you'll see. He'll yeah. convince you. He'll make a believer out of you. Yeah, and like, what's the earliest you've ever you've gotten Muxus out on turn one before? Yes, I have six I, mana on turn one, eight I, mana red. I have turn one killed the table. That's eight mana on turn one. With the, oh, because it, it recruiter, has, it has happened because you have to play Golden Recruiter as well. What you need is land. What was it that I had? Land, recruiter, Lion's Eye Diamond, Commander Lotus. And I think a mana crypt. Oh yeah, just casual, right? Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's, it's super rare, but like it's five cards. It doesn't even mana. need seven cards. Yeah, and that's what's that's what increases the probability that this can happen sooner rather than later because yeah. you don't need a seven card opener. You could have five, and then you have two extra spots to hit cards that you need again if the first two cards that you draw off the top of your deck miss. Yeah, right. In your opening seven. Yeah. Wow. So it is possible. I've seen, and usually the deck goes off by turn four. Like typically the turn you draw Goblin Recruiter because there is so much ramp and so much ways of going very fast in the deck. Typically, as soon as you draw Goblin Recruiter, you can win. Yep. In a, in a typical game. That's how Imperial Recruiter works in Animar too. And we're talking about the same timeline. Yep. Usually turn four is when it wins, but it can turn three, I don't know, 25% of the time, yep. 20% of the time, and then... It can, you know, less than 5% of the time win turn two. That's how this deck probably operates as well. Yep. It doesn't fuck around. It's not getting paid by the hour. No. It, it, it can get paid by the hour. I did build it to be resilient and just be a goblin fucking beats deck too. Well, let's let's talk about it. We've got, do you want to go to the, the good stuff or do you want to go to the cheer squad, <laughs> as you call it? Let's do the cheer squad. We'll run through some goblins pretty quick just okay. to, to keep things and You know what? Like, yeah, people are going to know what these are too, right? Like they're going to know that. It's it's goblin tribal. I want to say at its heart, even though it's got like this stout combo mixed in. Yeah, and the reason I did that was because sometimes I'm just going to play Moxus and not have the combo set up just to like try and do damage and win. You're just going to try and Moxus and reveal blindly because you don't have an imperial rec or a, a goblin recruiter. Exactly, and some you, you got to have goblins to hit. Yep. So, so here they are. Here they are. We have a war and instigator. That double strike when when it hits, you get uh, you just get a goblin, right? Get a goblin from your hand, and you're playing goblin lackey as well. Same thing, but single strike. Yeah, single yeah. strike. So you only get one goblin. <laughs> this is a workhorse in goblin decks. I highly recommend picking one up if you don't have one already. And sting scourger. Yeah, this card's fucked me lots. This has got echo two two for two, echo of four. So yeah. when it enters the battlefield, return target creature and opponent controls to its owner's hand. What? 
That's red bounce. Right? That's a goblin. Yeah. That's cool. It's incredible. Sensation Gorger. Sensation Gorger. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may look at the top card of your library. If it shares a creature type with Sensation Gorger, and it probably will, mm -hmm. you may reveal it. And if you do, each player discards their hand and draws four cards. Yeah. So you just empty, you, you empty hand, say, oh, look, there's a goblin. I'll, everybody draw four. Yeah. Discard your shit, draw four. Yeah, and if you have less than four, then you're making people discard. Yep. Ah, so we've got bounce and discard in our mono red deck. Mog War Marshal. That's another guy that just goblins and brings a goblin with him. Another all-star, Legion Loyalist. Legion Loyalist? Yeah, man. Give him a read. Legion Loyalist is a 1-1 one, one for 1 with haste and battalion. So it's whenever it and two other creatures I control attack, creatures I control get first strike and trample and can't be blocked by creature tokens until end of turn. Whoa. Yeah. He's just going to, this guy says attack. Yes. Everybody attacks. In we go and we're going to trample over and stomp wholesale ass. Yes. Krenko, Tin Street Kingpin. Whenever he attacks, you put a plus one on him and then you get goblins equal to his power. Yes. That's a, that's a good token generator turn over turn. Here is a card that can outfight an entire table. If allowed to get out of control in Grenzo Havoc Razor. Yep. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, choose one. Okay. Goad target creature that player controls. Yep. So they can't attack you no more. Or exile the top two cards of that player's library, and until end of turn, you may cast that card without mana, whatever. You can cast it. It's a political card. It's a card draw card. Yep. It's a good-ass card. Yep. And it's a 2-2 two -two for two. Yeah. There you go. Speaking of two twos for two, we got Goblin War Driver. This guy's got Battle Cry. Two two for two Battle Cry. Whenever this creature attacks, each other attacking creature gets plus one plus oh. Goblin War Chief. Makes him cost less and have haste. Goblin Ringleader. Search for four? Reveal, Reveal the, the top, top four, four and you get them all into your hand. All the goblins go into your hand, the rest yep. go on the bottom. Yeah. Goblin Pile Driver. Goblin P Driver. This is pro blue, one, two. Whenever it attacks, it gets plus two, plus oh, until end of turn for each other attacking goblin. That guy will fuck your life up. Yeah, that guy's going to get big. Goblin matron. Goblin matron searches for a goblin. We've got our second tutor. A second of, of, of many yeah. tutors. <laughs> goblin king. Uh, plus one, plus one, and mountain walk? Correct. Uh, goblin crater maker. Crater Maker. This is this is a good one. This was a legacy one for a while. Two two for two again. One sacrifice great crater maker deals two damage to target creature or destroy target colorless non-land permanent. Non-land permanent. Yeah, it could get Emrakul in legacy yeah. when you show and tell the Emrakul. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> goblin Chirurgeon. Chirurgeon. That's zero sack a goblin regenerate target creature. Yeah. You thought I was going to say the wrong thing. Yeah, I it did. Gets a creature. That's and, a gooder. And then the last two are goblin bushwhacker. It gives your team haste for two. And plus one plus oh. And plus one plus oh. And foundry street denizen. He gets bigger whenever another red creature comes into play under your control. A fairly standard goblin suite, I think. Yes. Okay, so we've got some good stuff in here that is also makes this deck kind of knock on the door of CEDH. Yeah, we do. And we'll we'll hit some of those. Some of them are probably cards that you know. Some of them might not be, but we'll we'll hit them. So we have a Tibalt... Wait, let's do it like this. We have a Tibalt's Trickery, a Red Elemental Blast, a Pyroblast, a Chef's Kiss, 
And I'm going to put Chaos Warp and, in there. And sure, and Chaos Warp as well. Those are counter spells and or removal spells. Counter spells. Yeah. I love it. And I know that there should be a uh, deflecting SWAT in here as well. Yep. But I've found that once Moxus is in play to make that free, I've, I've already won. <laughs> <laughs> so... You could deflecting SWAT somebody who's targeting your Snoop upon its first activation. Yeah. You could do that. I don't know. Yeah, it couldn't hurt. Well, there we go. Yeah. Deflecting SWAT it is. Then we've got a... Skull Clamp, which is which is f fine for anything that runs one toughness things. You're going to draw some cards there. That's our first kind of instance of card draw that isn't tutoring. Thrill of Possibility. Thrill of Possibility. A two, uh, a two drop discard to draw two. No, we could play more of those, but I, I don't. That's just me not doing it. Shared Animosity. Well, they're good with, with another card that happens to be one of my favorite cards that you're still playing. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah okay, we'll, we'll get, get to that. Okay. So we have a Shared Animosity. That turns all of our dudes into little pile drivers. Yep. We've got a Perf, God of the Forge, because we are playing a Brando deck. Yes, and well, and here's the thing. If you, if you didn't try to just win with Goblin Pile, uh, Goblin, just regular Goblin Pile yeah. from Muxus, you could Snoop Combo with just like Tutors, right? Like you yeah. could just... You could just natively have a conspicuous Snoop and just go uh, Goblin Recruiter, put Kiki Jiki on top, and have a Perforos in play and do that combo. And it win, yeah. And then just make a million conspicuous Snoops and two everybody. Until they're dead. Yep. We've got a Mog Catcher. That taps to tutor for a goblin, put it onto the battlefield. I got the guys on Mental Mist play with this so hard because they thought that it sacked. Like, how are you getting all these goblins? It's like, well, I'm using my mod catcher. The thing sticks around? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was part of a cycle in Nemesis. There's a merfolk one. Uh, there's there's a there's an elf one. Yeah. There's, I can't think of their damn names. Sky Shroud Poacher is the, the elf one. Yeah. I, and I, I Sea Hunter is the blue sea one. Sea Hunter, yeah. I don't, I'm sure that there's a... No, the black one and white one didn't have one because they had rebels and... And mercenaries. Mercenaries. Well, I think all of these were mercenaries. Yeah. I think the, the black one did have one that searched for a rebel. Oh, neat. I think. I don't remember. It probably sucked anyway. Yeah, probably. We have an Imperial recruiter. We talked about them earlier. Another tutor. This one specifically finds a creature that has power two or less. So it can find your goblin recruiter for you. It recruits the recruiter. That's right. Recruiterception. Oh, yes. levels. Uh, we have a gamble. Gamble. That's fine. You discard a card that's good with another card that we're playing. Uh, Chandra Torch of Defiance. Yeah, this is one that you really like, but I never remember what it does. Uh, Planeswalker for four. Four loyalty plus one. You exile the top card. You can play it. If you don't, it deals two to each of your opponents. You can plus it to get two red. You can minus three it to deal four damage to a creature, or you can minus seven it to get an emblem with whenever you cast a spell at five something. It's pretty good. That's a pretty good Planeswalker. That's fine. We have a butt moon. Butt moon. All all things are mountains. Pretty good with your goblin king. Yep. Yeah. And an anger. Anger gives your stuff haste. Correct. Okay. So, so we've, we've got the that's the good stuff. Yes. Now we've got some really fucking good stuff now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now these are these spicy mux balls, and these are cards that I just thought would be cool or would interact just. In interesting ways with Muxus. Yes. So here's what I've got. The first one, this is the one Ryan keeps talking about, and all of you guys have been screaming why haven't we talked about it yet, in Underwear Breach. Yo, baby. Ooh. This goes, uh, let's say it goes infinite with Lion's Eye Diamond and or like a Wheel of Fortune 
or just Wheel of Fortune and Mana, but you don't have a Wheel of Fortune, but you do have Underwear Breach, which says each non-land card in your graveyard has Escape. The Escape cost is equal to its mana cost plus exile three cards from your graveyard. So to escape, or when something gains escape, you exile cards, the appropriate number of cards, mm -hmm. in this case three, and pay its escape cost. In this case, its mana cost. And you cast it from your graveyard, and then it goes back to your graveyard. Yeah. So you Lion's Eye Diamond to get three mana, and you put, I don't know, Brightstone Ritual into your graveyard, and you cast that to get 10 mana yeah. and exile three cards. And then you use one of that 10 mana to, I don't know, cast Brightstone Ritual again <laughs> and get 10 mana yeah. and exile three cards. And you can do that and generate, I don't know, 10 mana every time you do that per three cards in your graveyard. Yes. You can also do that with card draw spells like like the, the uh, thrill, of possibility. thrill of Possibility to fill your hand up so you can continue to discard cards and draw cards and play cards and discard cards and always have mana from your Brightstone Ritual mm. to keep doing stuff. Neat. You don't even need a Brightstone Ritual if you've got like a... Well, an LED or a Commander Lotus or... or uh, oh, yeah, anything. Commander Lotus would let you just cast Muxus over and over and over again mm. as long as you can exile three cards from your graveyard. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. It's pretty cool. We got a Tormon's Crypt. Exiles a Graveyard. Scroll Rack. Let's you reorder the top of your deck based on the cards that are in your hand. So if you've drawn some of your Mux Cannon pieces and you want to Mux Cannon them, you can use the Scroll Rack to... Put them back on top of your library. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Panharmonicon. Double ETB triggers. Ah! So you Mux and then you Mux again. Yes. <laughs> reveal the top six. Reveal the top six. So good. Get all of the goblins. Yes. We have Mass Hysteria and Fervor. All creatures have haste. I can't believe how expensive those cards are. Yeah, a foil Mass Hysteria is $30. That's insane to me. I played Mass Hysteria in my budget Zata deck for Vegas 2018, and it completely warped the entire fucking landscape. Oh, yeah, yeah. All creatures have haste from turn one. Yeah. That was a weird, yeah, weird set of games. Strange game. <laughs> We got a mana echoes. Ooh. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield, add an amount of mana equal to the number of creatures you control that share a type with it. Yeah. See LED, see Mog Fanatic, cast over and over, generating mana every time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's, it's it's pretty good. Uh-huh. Lithoform engine. Oh. Okay. Let's see if we can get this. Four, legendary artifact. Two, tap. Copy target activated or triggered ability, you can choose new targets. So that's another Muxus. Muxus. Sure. Three, copy target instant or sorcery spell, you can choose new targets. Brightstone ritual. Yeah. Get more mana. Yes. Okay. Four, tap. Copy target permanent spell you control. Holy smoke. So you just get a second one of whatever creature you want. Like if somebody's countering Muxus, you can make another Muxus on the stack. So that you can get around that counter spell, you can copy something like fuck. I don't know mana echoes. That's pretty. That's pretty good, right? Like there's all sorts of stuff. Sol ring. You can just get two sol rings real quick if you wanted to. Like Lithoform engines are really. I think it might be a little bit too mana intensive for this deck if I want to streamline it. But it but lets you break. It lets you break the rule of EDH. Yeah, which yeah. is the strongest thing you can do. It lets you play two of everything. But yeah, streamlining, mana intensiveness, you could make a card draw or some kind of interaction 
right? Like, yeah. that's that's what this card could be. Same as this next card, which is just a pet card of mine. It's Indomitable Creativity. Holy smokes. Okay. Red, 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 X, sorcery. Destroy X target artifacts and or creatures. For each permanent destroyed this way, its controller reveals cards from the top of their library until an artifact or creature card is revealed and exiles that card. Those players put the exiled cards onto the battlefield, then shuffle their library. Whoa. So you make it, a bazillion mana with, say, a mana echoes and just something. If you don't have a win right there, and then you indomitable creativity yourself oh. to try and get somewhere better. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hazard's Monument. That makes your red creatures one less to cast. And whenever I cast a dude, I can discard a card to draw a card. That's pretty good. Yeah, it gets those useless extra lands out of there. Yes, it gives them with cards. Gives you fuel for underwear breach. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Those are the spicy mux balls. And that's the deck. Well, you have 24 basic muxtons. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then that's the deck. And that's the deck. That's a lot of fun. I think it's cool. It's lots of fun to play, and it's not so focused on comboing that you don't have... Like some play in there too. Yes. Which was very important to me as a deck that I wanted to have around and take out and play with people because I want it to be fun to play too, not just be focused on doing this one thing. Yep. And I, I got that. The the combo is interactive and fun and really based on threat assessment and reading what your opponents are going to do of taking advantage of, of opportunities to, to let you win. Yep. So like the... There's a lot of moving pieces, even though it seems like, oh, I just play Muxus and win. There's a lot of moving parts where you got to switch people in and out of your, your Mux pile to yep. maybe, like, lower the amount of damage you're going to get out of it. But you got to bring in the Sting Scourger to bounce their, I don't know, their fucking Platinum Angel or something, right? Like, you've got to do something to... Their dude that makes you have to pay to attack. Yeah. Like, yep. you've got to do something to... Get yourself a battlefield advantage where your combo can still win. So there's there's lots of play and lots of thought and lots of moving pieces while it's still being just a slap your whole face off goblin deck. Uh, you know what? I, I really like how if you don't do the conspicuous snoop combo, let's say you're just like, okay, I've done it enough. I don't want a kiki-jiki snoop combo. You've still got in there a mux pile that is, we'll say, non-deterministic. Sure. Some people call that just like really high or really powerful synergy where it's like, okay, I can do 125 damage or whatever the number, 115 and 26 commander damage. Yeah. Still doesn't guarantee you win the game, but it's really good. It's a little bit high risk because you're going to get all these guys and put them all in one basket and swing the basket at your opponent's head with some <laughs> extra like fucking with screw, a brick in screws it, yeah. and bricks in it. <laughs> and somebody could like rift you or somebody could wrath of God you in the next turn or whatever, right? But I like that because it makes the deck beatable. And my, I'll say my backup win cons in my goblin combo deck, Zada, does the same thing. Where you've got some non-deterministic thing where I target Zada with like a couple pump spells. And then all of a sudden I'm swinging in with eight or ten, ten power goblins. And right. it's the same kind of thing that you're doing. Yeah. I think that that's cool. It's neat to have a, a deck that doesn't always just go, boom, I win. Even though it looks like it. And it, and even though it does do that, if you're playing like on Mental Misplay CEDH stream. Yes, and that's when I'm going to do that kind of stuff. But if I take it to EDH&M and we're having a really good game and I don't want to just end it quick, it's like, hey, guys, I'm going to do something different and this is probably still going to make me win. But 
it's going to give you guys all the opportunity to at least interact with the game you know, state some more. You know what I just thought of? You know what I thought of is, okay, so I sit down with Mistform Ultimus or Orvar the Allform. It's kind of like everything but kind of Merfolk Tribal. And Josiah, Josiah, I still can't say his name. Josiah? Josiah sits down with his mono green elf deck right. that, that uh, he plays every week because it's like his only deck. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, Merfolk, kind of. Elves? Sick. Goblins. Yeah. And somebody else sits down with zombies, and you've got this classic, like, fantasy shootout, and Muxus is obviously the fastest deck there, but it doesn't need to be. And you yeah. could just play Goblin Tribal. Yeah. Yeah. It's fully doable. You just, you can just play the deck down. It's not a deck you have to play the hell out of to win, because it's really, really strong, but it is a deck that if you want to ratchet it down a couple of notches for the interest and enjoyment of the people you're playing with, you can do that too. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. I like that. Let's move. That sounds like a strength. It is. You could ratchet it down. It Also, strength, fast, all capitals, exclamation oh, mark. Yes. Strength, makes mana to do non-muxus things. You don't need all of that mana to to cast muxus. You no. could Like if you, maybe your recruiter was countered before muxus or whatever, you still got like Lion's Eye Diamond and... All those mana rocks to do underworld breach things or control things with with uh, blood moon, and then you could just goblin everybody. Yeah, you still got some backup plans. I like that. I like this. Another, and this is the second week in a row. Uh, Monocolored deck. Yes. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. So it's the the versatility. We're talking about bounce. We're talking about card draw. We're talking about not milling, but like self mill. We've got cascade and everything. Yeah, mono red. Yeah, and last week mono red deck Kazul was that deck was like an aggro kind of theme deck. But you said that Kazul is actually a control deck. Yeah. So versatility in mono color. You just have to be creative and go outside of the. This is what EDH Rec told me to play. Yeah. Though, if you go to Muxus's page on EDH Rec, I'm sure you're going to find a lot of the same things you've got. Yeah, you're probably going to find this deck. Yeah, which is fine. Maybe that's the first weakness, is is it is a little bit boogeymandery, where you're going to see the same deck a lot of times, and you're going to have to qualify. It's not that Muxus deck. And when you're playing this Muxus deck, you can't say that, because it is. Yeah. This deck is that Muxus deck or that Muxus deck with more rocks in it. And right? it could still be this Muxus deck without the, the Moxin and the Lion's Eye Diamond and the Jeweled Lotus. And it still is that deck because you could Soul Ring, turn whatever, three Recruiter, turn four Muxus. Like yeah. you still could do that. Absolutely. It just doesn't happen as often. Yeah. It just doesn't, you don't have the possibility to go turns one and two so i think you always have to qualify it like like urza or yeah. like zur whatever Maybe yes. that'll be my crab tribal commander <laughs> it's crab tribal zur i actually just ordered a zur thinking that i was going to use them in my merfolk deck i was building then i didn't build the merfolk decks so now i have a zur oh yeah well tune into a future top five and five about that yeah <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was released already forgot it wasn't not didn't oh man that's great ah oh, dang okay L- last um last weakness that'll take us into the budget section Ooh. oh no combos are expensive yes especially when you want to combo with your commander and you need things like lion's eye diamonds yeah. and mana rocks to combo faster and jeweled lotus when you're trying to make eight mana on turn one the the 
one word answer on how do you do that is money. Money. Race cars, horsepower. Mm -hmm. Horsepower costs money. Horsepower is the measure of how fast you can do work. Remember, we were just talking about this? Yeah. How fast can I do work costs money. Mm -hmm. Construction projects. Whoa, man, they built that skyscraper in a month. They spent money. Yeah, they, they <laughs> dumped money on it. That's yes. how they did it. Yeah, that's how that's how f- speed works. Yes. Right? That's how speed works. You want the fastest guy in the NFL to play on your team? Pay him. <laughs> <laughs> Pay him money and right? he will. You want your pitcher to throw 105 miles an hour? Pay him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's a weakness. I mean, this deck is part of Project No Red Deck Left Behind. So why don't you give why don't you give CCO Nation a little taste of the US American Freedom Bald Eagle dollars that this deck costs? This makes me physically uncomfortable to say it, but the US dollars of this deck right now, as it stands, the way that it's built, is approximately four thousand three hundred and fourteen forty six, which is eighty two million. Nine hundred and forty-one and eleven cent Canadian. Ah, uh, yes. I think it's possibly the. I think it's the second most expensive deck we've ever done on the show, followed or topped only by the deck that somebody sent us in when they just made the most expensive deck they could. Yeah, which had like Power Nine or like Time Twister and yeah, stuff. Yeah, Time Twister and like five lands. Yeah, this has no. It doesn't even have a uh, wheel of fortune. Doesn't even have a wheel of fortune. Yeah, which it fucking it, should. Which it will if I ever. Find get a, a foil one. If I ever find one on the ground, because that's the only <laughs> way I'm going to get another one. Yeah, and you know what? Like, we hear it both ways, right? We hear it both ways. I just want to qualify the price of this deck with this little blurb. Yes. Why do you guys only ever do budget decks? You guys aren't explicitly a budget podcast. Well, here you go. There, there you are. That's one thing. The other thing too is we're not rolling in money. No. And a lot of these were obtained back when like onslaught and scourge was printed yeah i've been playing since those sets were a thing so the 79 dollar siege gang commander foil from scourge yeah, i've owned that for what is it 15 or 20 years 20 years if that was printed in 2001 or two yeah 20 years yeah that's how long that piece of cardboard has been in your collection yeah and it's just gotten more expensive because yeah. it's the original version of that card in foil. And that's why this deck kind of makes me uncomfortable. Cause these are car- lots of these cards are cards I've had since I was like just little wee. Yeah. And I was new to magic Brando. I just like them cause they're fun and, and they're yay. goblins. Yeah. And goblins are your tribe. Like zombies are my tribe. Exactly. And I was like, Oh my, Oh my God. Yeah. I looked at the price of some of the foils in my zombie deck, which is the same like this. I'm never going to have that foil invasion fucking, Phyrexian altar <laughs> that I could have got from Fusion and saved five percent using CCO Fusion Five card of the week, 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 week. It could have been, but I didn't get it because at the time it was three hundred dollars, and I just didn't want to fucking spend the money or cash in any store credit that I had yeah. plus money. Yeah, and now it's like a six or seven hundred dollar card, yeah. like a Wheel of Fortune, just a regular old shitty white bordered one, which you wouldn't put in this deck. I yeah, I think. Yeah. Is six or seven hundred dollars if you want to judge foil, the only foil, yeah. I think. It's like a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's and it's too much. So it's, that's that's the budget section today. Yeah. If anybody wanted to play a deck like this and says, I I th- the game is C E D H, well I only have one deck and it has proxies in it. Are you okay? I'd be okay. Yeah. And just because I have those cards, it doesn't mean I'm going to gatekeep anybody else from no, playing with me. Absolutely Because not. not everybody has played for a combined 50 fucking years of magic like you and I have. Yeah, exactly. I'm not even exaggerating when I say that. Not We've at all. played magic 
the two of us for more than 50 years. It yeah. just sound old, eh? Yeah, it does. Fuck me. Jeepers. Yeah. Also, the deck is almost 100% foil. All of the things that can be are foil, so that's going to drop the price, too. Like, Siege Gang Commander in this deck is $80. Siege Gang Commander to LGS is 4 yeah, like so, because it got reprinted in M10 or M14 or something, right? And yeah, and a Goblin precon and just like a whole bunch of stuff. Oh yeah, it's been around for a long. You time. got twenty four yeah. mountains in there that are listed at a dollar fifty. Yeah, right. Like because what's that? The, thirty thirty some dollars right there. Yeah, and that's just the printing of God. It's the my favorite mountain art that I I have. Do all the mountains match? They do. Ooh. You would think I am bad. No red deck left, left behind. behind. I yeah. guess so. Yeah. That's right. It's part of the project, and I've, I'm working hard on it. That's pretty cool. So, I don't know. Spice Calculator, I assume we're going to get something in the teens because there's like five tutors and lots of matches. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll forego. We don't yeah. need the formality of doing our own Spice Calculators on our own personal decks. Yeah. And I don't think that this is going to be one of those like, oh, we'll give it honorary Spicy because Brando built it. No, it's this is, if you're going to build... Top tier race car dragster do as much damage, win the game as fast as you can. Mox says, "Yep, this is it." I think that this is it, unless you switched out some of the pet cards. And there's a few for pet. some removal or card draw. Exactly. There's a couple of easy cuts that are obvious to make if you want to make it go faster, be more efficient. I just didn't make them because I don't want to do that. Yeah, and you don't own a wheel of fortune, and I don't own a wheel of fortune. Correct. <laughs> well, I, I actually I do, but it's it's in my actual CEDH deck. Oh, yes. So, and that was the one that I took my in like my whole trade binder. My whole trade binder. And I left that building with a Wheel of Fortune. Ooh. Oh, man. Ooh. Ooh. That is a good way. I'd like to do a piece on, I don't know, I'll call it building wealth into your magic collection. I would like to talk about that sometime because we just got janked. That's sitting there doing fucking mm-hmm. nothing in and boxes and it's just piling up, collecting dust and making our house all musty. You know what? Just real fast before we get into the end because we're going along in the tooth. I'm going to tell real quick. You know what I did with my extra? I, had, I have six thrumming stones. Ooh. Just trade them in. I don't. I didn't even know I had six. You kept one? I traded two. So you got a place set? I got a place set. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with a place set of thrumming oh, stones. Yeah. Trade them in, man. But, They're like 70 bucks. But trade them in. Like, there's stuff that you have that is worth money to somebody. Trade it in. Get something that you're going to play. Get a piece of bling. Do, like... You have it in your binder, in your box, under your desk. You've got it. Fuck yeah. You know what I just got? You know what I just got? Tell me. For Zada? Tell me. Fucking Foil Mox Opal. Traded in a whole bunch of shit to Fusion. Hell yeah. Foil Mox Opal. Wasn't the full art, alternate art, nothing. It was it was just a foil one from like Double Masters or whatever. Still cool. Still cool. Still hella cool. Traded in a bunch of shit that didn't matter. And uh, And you got like a... A thing that you want. Now I got a foil thing. Right? Like even the little janky foil, the shitty foil rare, 25, 30 cents. You got oh. a bunch of those that you're never going to play. Turn them into something that you're going to play. That I you... just talked about that. I just talked about that on Commander Ed Popular. Yeah. I just did that yeah. to our LGS, man. $149. Yeah. Do it. You, you have more than you think. And you, I mean, you can build this deck the way I have it if you just by trading in your jank. That's not how it works. But you could get a, a sweet foil commander, get that showcase card that you wanted, get that high ticket item that's in your LGS showcase that you thought, oh, it's just too much. I'll never have that. You can do it. Do it. You can do you it. You can do it. Use some of your jank. Trade up. Like that guy that traded a, what, a fucking paperclip into a Power 9 card at a Magic Fest one year? It's one of those famous stories that went around. All that shit's possible. You can do it too. 
And I mean, we're not going to teach you how because we don't know how to do it. <laughs> I think but. I think you're referring to Pack to Power by John Medina. It was an article series from like 2000 and ooh, 2008 or nine, where he started with a booster pack of shards of Alara. There we go. And he traded up and up and up, and it took him over a year. And he eventually ended with a Mox Pearl. Perfect. It took him over a year and he got some favorable trades that he took some flack for when he was writing about it because one guy traded him like a whole bunch of stuff that was probably not a trade that you would normally get unless your friend was helping you. But pack to power, it does exist. It could be, it can be achieved. It can be done. That's your CCO kind of inspirational fucking quote for the day. Yeah, message of the day. <laughs> Final thought of the day. There you it go. It could have been. So big thanks to Fusion Gaming Online and to you for listening to the show. Remember to check out Fusion Gaming for all of the cards you're going to buy anyway. You can help the show. CCO Fusion 5, save 5% off all that shit that you're going to buy, including stuff for your super pimped out CEDH fringe decks or your super jank crab tribal decks that's it for me and ryan and we're going to be back tomorrow with a super special bonus episode of commander cookout podcast hit our theme song